We're taking on your heavenly questions this week on Amen, Brother Ben. This is the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus and asking some really good questions. We've been taking those frequently asked ones that make you think. We're going to talk today about this one, which can be a touchy subject, but I think it has a clear and comforting answer. What about those infants? What about the babies? What what about those that die at an early age? If they can't put their faith in Jesus, how can they go to heaven? It's a great question, right? Because you look at all the emphasis that's put on, put your faith in Jesus, put your, say this prayer, have conviction, repentance, and faith, and pray a prayer and have this transaction that gets you into heaven. But then you think about those that die in, uh, in utero, even those that aren't even born. Um, that's a great question, by the way, in an era uh, of abortion, where abortion is the leading cause of death in the world. Yes, the abortion rates have come down in this country, but it is still a massive uh, genocide happening around us. What happens to those souls? What happens to the baby that is on a ventilator for a couple weeks and passes? What happens? How can they go to heaven? And what we know what we would like to think, but what does the Bible say? And and thankfully, God doesn't leave that question, I don't think, unanswered. Um, and the simple answer is they go to heaven. That every baby that gets aborted is not going to hell. Which, by the way, that informs some thoughts here on abortion, which I'll, talk, I'll circle back around to. But I think there's two reasons and a couple scriptures that make me believe that Um, Because that sounds like, oh, that's a a real neat answer, right? A lot of people who are skeptical of the things of God like to say, well, yeah, of course you'd want that to be the truth, but how do you know that that's the truth? I know that's what you want to believe, but how do you know that that babies, that children, that, you know, even up to, you know, kids that are running around and talking and saying stuff but don't know any better, do they go to heaven? Well, the answer, I think, is yes for a couple reasons. One is... Uh, a lack of what the apostle Paul calls general revelation, right? Basically put, they don't know any better. And we don't necessarily know at what point in childhood the, the switch flips and all of a sudden you're accountable. But uh, Romans one twenty puts it like this, and this doesn't sound like it has anything to do with, with babies going to heaven, but just stay with me here. It says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. Now, a lot of times you hear this first being brought up when people ask about what happens to people that are maybe in a, in a country that is unreached by missionaries or um, a place that you know doesn't never, never heard the name of Jesus. And they're trying to figure out uh, if they go to heaven. Um, and and you say, well, you, even if we don't reach them, they don't have an excuse. They're accountable for what they know and understand. So in the event some missionary doesn't reach some island nation, they still don't have an excuse. And they're accountable for what they know. They might not know to call him Jesus, but they can see the creator of the world. And they can recognize their sinfulness. There's, there's things that 
God will put on our hearts and give us an opportunity to act on in repentance or in denial. Uh, but infants, babies, little kids, they don't know much of anything, do they? They're still developing. And in fact, Deuteronomy 139 says that they don't really have a knowledge of good and evil at all. And so why would God hold them accountable for that? A just God wouldn't. And so uh, without that lack of general revelation or <laughs> growing up in a Baptist church, I heard it called the age of accountability. Um, before that age of accountability, um, God has is going to bring those who who pass away uh, into fellowship with him um, because they don't know any better. And, and that's God's grace at work. That's God's mercy at work. And that is right in line with the character of God that we can see throughout the rest of the Bible. Um, another reason why I think that they uh, go to heaven is that it's quite clear that although the effects of sin are generational and uh, and just at our core, you know, that we are sinful people from that we have the sin of Adam, so to speak, from Genesis, um, and and that sometimes the effects of sin are visited down generation upon generation. That's an Old Testament scripture that talks about generational curses. Um, and while God is is perfectly within his right to send every single creation that he made straight to hell if he wants to. Like that's within his right, but that is not the justice of God. And all throughout the Bible, you see it in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, but uh, specifically verses like uh, in Revelation 20, where it says that at this time of judgment, when Jesus is opening the Lamb's book of life and 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 you know, separating the wheat from the weeds and, and, and making sure that, that there's no sin that can enter heaven. Uh, it says in, in Revelation 20, the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. According to those sins that they voluntarily, um, you know, commit consciously. And when you're a baby, when you're a kid and, and you don't know any better then your conscience can't be held accountable. That's why we don't throw babies in jail or little kids in jail for doing things that adults do because there's a different level of accountability. And so because of a, that lack of general revelation and two the fact that, that even though God has every right to, he judges us and, and gives us consequences to the sin that we voluntarily consciously commit in our life. And again, a baby that has died moments from birth hasn't sinned and has the curse of sin in us. It has the effects of sin around us, but, but God is not going in his grace and mercy has decided to judge us by what we consciously, uh, able-mindedly choose. By the way, I think that that kind of helps us understand what happens to somebody who maybe is alive, but, um, you know, has some type of mental, um, you know, shortcoming, some retardation or some uh, insufficiency where they can't quite function and they can't quite understand things, God is only going to hold them accountable to what they can understand and process um, in, in their minds. And and that brokenness will be healed eventually. I want to kind of end this off with, there's a, there's a, a good book uh, called the, the Theology of Infant Salvation by R.A. Webb. And I want to give you a little quote uh, this is not scripture, but this is just some good thoughts on on what uh, on the kind of backs up what I'm talking about here. It says, if a deceased infant were sent to hell on no other account than because of original sin, that Genesis three curse that we're talking about, there would be a good reason to the divine mind for the judgment. But the, right, so God would have His right, like I just said, to 
It would be fair in the minds of anyone else, God included, to send that that creation to hell. But in the child's mindset, it would be perfectly blank as the reason to its suffering. Under such circumstances, it would know suffering, but it would have no understanding of the reason for its suffering. It could not tell its neighbor. It could not tell itself why it was so awfully smitten. And and consequently, the whole meaning and significance of its suffering being to it a conscious enigma, a very the very essence of penalty would be absent and justice would be disappointed of its vindication. Such an infant could feel that it was in hell, but could not explain to its own conscience why it was there. The reason that, that, that punishment uh, is, can sometimes be divine and sometimes be just is because the reason is there. Right. And so, it would be the, I just love how he laid that out there that if think about that kid's perspective, the, that creation's perspective, why am I suffering? What did I do to deserve this suffering? Nothing. And, and quite clearly that is not how God operates. That would be absent of grace. It would be absent of mercy. It would be absent of love. And therefore a loving, just God would not send an infant or a child who didn't know any better to hell to suffer for all eternity because of the sins of someone else. We can suffer by their the effects of their sin, but we do not get held accountable for anybody else's sin but our own. Now, that doesn't mean that we should view abortion as no big deal, but that can be a comfort to you that while we have this, this great sin around us that's been happening and that the leading cause of death should be avoidable, it should there there should be so many more souls that have a chance at life in on in this world but we can take solace in the fact that um, while it's insulting to the uh, authority of God while it's 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 outright murder and has a whole uh, sort and host of consequences uh, out of that we can take comfort in the fact that that soul the victim of this crime the victim of abortions they don't have to pay in hell for all eternity for somebody else's decision, right? So I hope that answers some questions. I hope that brought you some comfort. We're going to wrap up our week about heaven tomorrow, um, talking about such sins and what what makes it heaven, which is the absence of sin and the presence of God. So we'll talk about that more tomorrow. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, Pastor Ben at lovesiler.com or amenben.com.